0: The Natural Man Podcast is intended as general information for educational purposes only. It should not be construed as medical advice or a diagnosis of any kind, or as a substitute for medical treatment. The information provided in this podcast is not meant to replace the advice of or treatment by any physician. Do not rely upon any information to replace consultations or advice received by qualified health professionals regarding your own specific situation. If you suspect that you have a medical problem, you are urged to seek competent medical help. The Natural Man Podcast and its representatives and agents disclaim any liability for any negative or other medical or other outcomes that may occur as a result of acting on or not acting on any information contained in the podcast the views and opinions expressed by the host and all guests are their own and their appearance on this podcast and at the website of the natural man podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent and does not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of the natural man podcast this is the natural man podcast Welcome to it. This is another edition of the Natural Man Podcast. I'm your host, Mike C. This is an exploration of holistic health, wellness, and strategies to best optimize our bodies and our overall well-being. And today we have a fascinating guest who's done some very interesting work in the integrative medical field, and we're excited to talk to her. Uh, Her name is Dr. Siana Rafaja. Uh, Dr. Rafaja is a board-certified family medicine physician and medical director and co-founder of Prime Health in Denver, Colorado. She received her medical degree from the University of Miami Miller School of Medicine and did her residency training at Jackson Memorial Hospital in Miami, Florida. Uh, she was also a physician at Parsley Health in New York City, which is a technology-forward functional medicine practice where she was an integral part of its rapid growth and success. Also, she was the principal investigator for a three IRB-approved clinical trials studying the effects of herbal supplements for the treatment of tension headaches, upset stomach, and the common cold. Um, if that's not a resume, I don't know what is. Uh, Want to welcome to the podcast today, Dr. Sayana Rafaja. Dr. Rafaja, thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for having me, Mike. Great to be Absolutely. here. Absolutely,
0: yeah it's it's great to it's great to have you here. Um, you know, just going through your your background and your bio information, um, there, there's so much to cover, and uh, you know, I hope we can get it all in in in, in a single episode. And if not, I'll uh, I'll bug you to to come back for more. If you're game, but um, tell me, you're an MD. So tell me, what was residency like for you?
1: So it's interesting. Yeah, I I did my residency in family medicine in Miami, Florida, and I chose to do family medicine actually because I went into it already wanting to do what similar to what I'm doing right now. So. Integrative medicine and functional medicine is what I specialize in and that's what we do at Prime Health in Denver Um, and knowing that I wanted to do something like that, I wanted to do a specialty where I could truly take care of the person holistically And not be pigeonholed into a specialty where I'm like only specialty, you know, only specializing in like their brain or only in their joints or something like that where, you know, medicine right now is so siloed. And you're, you know, based on your symptoms, you're kind of like pushed around to different specialists to try to solve something when if they just took a step back and saw a big picture of what's going on with the whole person, From a functional medicine standpoint, we do that and we are able to get down to the root cause of so many issues that you're not if you have this narrow focus of looking at one specific organ. So that's really why I chose family medicine. It's actually a funny and um, kind of serendipitous story. When I was a first year medical student at University of Miami, um, I happened to meet Dr. Mark Hyman and he's kind of like the he's like the forefront, you know, figure of functional medicine, I would say. In my mind, he leads the IFM, which is the Institute for Functional Medicine. And he was giving a talk there. And this was, you know, a long time ago, like 15 years ago. And so he wasn't well known. And there was probably a room full of like, I don't know, 50 chairs and half of them were taken, (laughs) which would never happen now. Um, But I had the opportunity to go up to him and ask him, hey, you know, like, what should I specialize in? I want to do what you're doing. Like your talk was so inspiring and all this. And he told me he did family medicine. And so that was kind of in my head throughout medical school as I was studying um, the conventional approach and also simultaneously trying to study the integrative approach. And that's kind of how I ended up with family medicine.
0: That's awesome, and you know that's interesting because you you mentioned how um, the conventional world tends to silo specialties, and you know we've all seen that in our you know experiences with the conventional system. So, so what was that like? Like, how were you received having that sort of holistic mindset and 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 those motivations to go in that field. Were you well-received? Were there Was there pushback from, from the conventional world since you were surrounded by it? What was that like?
1: Mm, that's a really good question because I think the world has changed tremendously in the past 15 years, and it's moved in an amazing direction, which is toward what I've always really believed in is this holistic kind of thinking. And yeah, 15 years ago, there was no you know student group for this at all. I did go to University of Miami knowing that I had an interest in this. So I did know that they had a department of integrative medicine. That's what led me to that university for medical school. So that was great. I had amazing mentors there who brought great programs in integrative and functional medicine where I could study that um, simultaneously. Um, But I did start the first student led, you know, integrative medicine group for the medical students and, you know, wasn't that well um, attended. You know, there was probably a group of like five to 10 of us at each meeting. Um, And and that was enough. I mean, it it still motivated us. We we took like, you know, acupuncture on the weekends together and, you know, did things like that Um, because these were our passion and this was what we were interested in. I mean, yeah, for sure. There was so much. Um, eye rolling, um, you know, just kind of like, oh, poo-pooing um, yeah. of the things that we talked about. We talked about probiotics. We talked about gut health. We talked about nutrients that are so necessary, like like vitamin D. And we talked about diet and sugar and the impact of that and, and fish oils and the impact of that on your heart health and, and things like that. And so it was... It was really interesting. Yeah, we got so much um, pushback from that. I remember being a resident even like years later and still like, you know, you actually when you're in a clinic as a resident, you have um, a, a doctor, an attending physician, and that's someone who's kind of your teacher. And they're the person that you go and you do like you precept with them. That means like you see a patient, you take your notes, you write down like what you think, what you're um, conclusion and your treatment plan is going to entail and you go to your, your preceptor or your teacher and this physician who's very experienced tells you, you know, what they think. And then you yeah. go back and tell the patient. And so I would do that and I would include things like, you know, probiotics. And I would include things <laughs> like nutrition and, and vitamin D and fish oil. And like, that's kind of where I started. Cause it was like, that was like the low hanging fruit of mm-hmm. like things that I could do integratively that would have a huge impact in people's health and they were just kind of like you know they just didn't agree they were just like whatever you know they didn't find it that useful i mean i had to basically you know while i was in residency i would come up with these i would do research and i would find papers where it actually supported this information and these approaches and and then they actually toward the end when i was a senior they actually did come around to certain things which was wow. really amazing yeah. So yeah. it it changed dramatically in the seven years that I was in training. yeah, And then the preceding like seven or eight years that I've been out of training, I mean, it's just, I think it's really blown up. Like I think all medical students have some type of a group where they can learn about nutrition and things like this. And I just think the interest is so much more prevalent in the general population. And that kind of bleeds into medical training as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's funny that you say that because... Um, as much pushback as we might get from the conventional world when we're exploring these different, more holistic approaches, a lot of the evidence for those things that you're talking about are right in the conventional research papers. So if you jump on a place like PubMed from the uh, Mm -hmm. National Institute of Health, it's all there. So if you're going to look up ashwagandha or you're going to laugh at somebody for taking ashwagandha, and I've had doctors laugh at me for taking that, Um, You know, I can cite a thousand or so studies saying, no, you should be taking it. And so it's just ironic that there's so much pushback when the same community um, has researched this stuff to death. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's fascinating. I mean, so in medical school, I, I, I I kind of misspoke because what I said was that, like, the general population has an interest and therefore like it's reaching training. I wouldn't say that it's reaching training. <laughs> yeah. I would say it's reaching the people who are being trained from the ground up. Like they're yeah. interested in it. But you're right. Like they're not like this, this information in terms of the research and the the effect that herbs and nutrients and things like that, like ashwagandha can have are not being taught in mm-hmm. medical training at all. And not even nutrition is really getting um, taught in any kind of effective way or any kind of like, way that's like cutting edge at all um yeah so it's a it's a shame that our medical training is still dominated by the pharmaceutical industry which is really funding most of the training and therefore you know they um kind of have a a monopoly on what we get to learn
0: yeah definitely and you know it's funny i remember getting into an argument with um my uh conventional physician ages and ages ago and uh you know he he ended up telling me, and I think he regretted it later, but he told me he did about half a day of nutrition in his eight years of medical school. Um, that floored me at the time. And what you're telling me, it sounds like it probably hasn't changed.
1: No, it hasn't changed. And I mean, it, these kinds of changes take so much time and so much administrative work and change and all these things. And you do get some nutrition. Um, information. It's just the information that you're getting is probably not helpful or accurate. You know, you're not learning anything about how nutrition can help, let's say like autoimmunity or, you know, how it can lower inflammation or how certain diets like keto can cure diabetes. And like, you know, these really like amazing things that we know as integrated and functional practitioners. I mean, you're getting information like how many calories are in a carb gram and like compare that yeah. to fat and like, okay, sure. And like, if you're diabetic, like, and you need this many carbs, like, so you can balance your insulin. And you know, it's just like, it's so standard like that. It's not yeah. like, you're not learning about nutrition from an actual, like an actionable place.
0: Right, It's
1: more like, Oh, like, you know, avoid like certain types of fats, you know, if you have heart disease and, (laughs) you know, grains are, you know, whole grains are good for you and this, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, okay, like this is such a blanket statement and you're not talking about eating organic and you're not talking about what that does. And it's just, it's so, um, I guess, uh, elementary, you know, (laughs) What what they're getting and sometimes inaccurate. Sadly. Yeah. And maybe,
0: yeah, I was just going to say maybe even outdated. I mean, grains yep. are not the uh, superfood they once were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. 100%. um, yeah. So tell me about, uh, you were at Parsley Health in New York. Uh, first of all, tell me what is Parsley Health?
1: So they are a company that was founded in 2015. Um, by uh, Dr. Robin Burzin, she's the CEO and founder and she's an MD and they, she had this idea, you know, that she, she did her residency in internal medicine. And then, um, she came out and realized, you know, like me, you know, what I learned doesn't really help people solve their chronic illnesses. Like I need functional medicine. And she worked with another top doctor in, um, in, uh, New York city named Dr. Morrison. He has the Morrison center there. It's really successful and she learned a ton and realized like, you know, this is medicine for the rich. I don't want that to be that way. So she tried to come up with a membership model that would be more affordable, um, for people so that they could receive functional medicine and still not break their bank. Um, because for instance, Dr. Morrison, you know, it's extremely expensive to see him. Um, and so that was, that was the original inspiration. And I ended up working, starting to work there in 2016. So I was actually the second doctor in her office, which is wild because then she went on to hire like 30 people in the next couple of years. Wow. Um, 30 more doctors, I think. And I'm not sure how many there are right now, but they blew up. They did a whole bunch of, um, you know, like million dollars of funding and a um, whole bunch of offices in New York, LA, San Francisco. She really... She even is, you know, getting it approved by insurance in some in some places. So, yeah, I mean, she's doing she's kind of leading this charge of trying to bring functional medicine to the masses, um, which I think is really admirable. Um, at the same time, it was a hard place for me because it was this huge it became this huge company while I was there for two years. Um and it kind of lost its personal touch. And I think being in that kind of corporate environment where you're just, run, run, running, and then you're trying to show investors that you can see a certain amount of patients in a certain amount of time, and then it just becomes this kind of like machine um, that I didn't wanna be a part of anymore for those reasons. Um, I think the idea is amazing. I just, I just don't know how possible it is because the, the bottom line is, if you're seeing one-on-one patients, provider and patient for functional medicine, it's going to cost money because it's going to cost a lot of money because you, when, when you're digging in deep, like at prime health, our initial visit is two hours long. Mm -hmm. And I find that to be really necessary. And you're like literally spending like over 10 hours with your provider over the course of your year that you spend with us in your care plan. Um, if you choose to do a year versus six months, we offer both, but, um, but yeah, I mean, this is like an insane amount of time. And obviously like insurance coverage is not going to reimburse us correctly for our time because we'll say, you know, we, we, we did a to our visit, you know, let's, let's see what you give us for that. They're going to give us like $60. Like that's not yeah. how you can run a business. So <laughs> we can't accept insurance. Like it's just not, it's yeah. just not possible financially. Um, so what we're doing at prime health is actually starting to run groups and group healthcare is really where you can create affordable Options for people in functional medicine, um, and you know we're not re- we're not inventing this. Like this is a you know something that people are doing all all over the country. And um, um, James Maskell from um, Evolution of Medicine, he's really promoting group visits, and he's doing them virtually here in Denver. We we really want to bring community together, so we're doing them in person as much as possible. Um, and we really just started launching this this year, so we're just kind of figuring it out. We're really trying to optimize how much people get out of this program for the money that they're spending. So, I mean, we're talking like sub $1,000. You get eight visits with either a provider or a health coach, an hour long session as a group. You also get included testing, which you go over as a group, and supplements that go along with the program that you're doing, whether it be gut health, women's health we have different groups for autoimmunity um and so and then you also get other perks like we have a sauna in our office that you get to use wow Um, discounts on ivs that we have in our office yeah it's a pretty incredible deal so we're like really excited about offering it um and so yeah this is something that we're gonna we're gonna be focusing on a ton more in 2023
0: at evernorth health services we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. That's very exciting. So walk me through that. How does that work? You, you group people with similar ailments and then do a treatment protocol to all of them at the same time?
1: It's similar, sort of, yeah. So basically, for instance, our first group that we ever ran was in the beginning of the year, and that was a gut health group. And we did, you know, we put them in there based on symptoms, like anyone with IBS, basically, like IBS being irritable bowel syndrome. You can have symptoms varying from, you know, abdominal pain, um you can have like bloating, gas, constipation, diarrhea, any combination of those, um, irregular bowel movements, basically, um, gut disturbances usually mm-hmm. based with food. And, um, yeah, all these people had a gut issue. And so it was simple for us to kind of tell them, teach them in depth about the gut. What is the gut? How do you know, what's the microbiome? Like what what how is digestion achieved and all these things? Like what are the things that need to come together in order for digestion to happen? And so it was like every course every session was like you were teaching you were learning something different. And it wasn't just that, it was like lifestyle. Like what are the nutrition what what's the what are the foods that are gonna heal your gut? Like what does stress play a role in this and how can you relieve stress and etc. Um, and the supplements that were included were kind of like general supplements that can heal anyone's gut. So basically, we did like a digestive enzyme. Yeah. And we did like a, a general gut healing support supplement that has like marshmallow root, slippery elm, like aloe vera, you know, these very nourishing um, supplements to support the gut lining. So things like that, that are like general enough, like we're not putting you on necessarily like a full, like gut healing protocol, obviously, because, um, you know, that's, that does take a little more individualized approach, but everyone at the end of the group saw improvement in their symptoms. So it was like a hundred percent success rate at the end of it. And that was really incredible. And then the second group, actually, we just finished it last night. It was our first women's health group that we ran. And that was a very awesome experience. All the women also like learned a ton. Learned a ton about their hormones, about stress hormones like cortisol, and how it affects their cycle. And there was a cooking class where um, our health coach Katie literally brought in an entire roasted chicken with vegetables, and she repurposed it into three different meals. And we enjoyed it. And it was that incredible. sounds good. Yeah, it was super inspiring. One of yeah. the one of the um, participants actually ended up cooking a whole chicken and making bone broth that week nice. for the first time. I know. <laughs> so it was really inspiring and amazing. And and also, you know, supplements were included in that as well. Um, and, you know, general things like things that people are deficient in, like a B, vi- a B complex, a vitamin D, magnesium, um, an adaptogen, you know, things that all women are generally in need of. Um, and we also did a cortisol, adrenal test in the beginning of the the class, so that people could see what is their cortisol response over the course of a day? Like, do I have adrenal fatigue? Is that maybe contributing to some of these non-specific symptoms that I have that my yeah. conventional doctor is just kind of brushing off? Um And in the next iteration of this, which we're starting in February, I'm actually doing a blood panel. I'm including that in the in the group, and I'll go over that as a group with everybody. So that's going to be really exciting, too, because I just think that a lot of women are not getting full thyroid panels. They're not yeah. getting vitamin levels checked. And, you know, they go to their OB-GYN and they're like, I want my hormones checked. And they maybe check like two things. And it's mm-hmm. just like so taken out of context. So, yeah, so I'm really excited to offer that to a lot of women at a super affordable price.
0: That's awesome. And so how do you check vitamin levels? I know, like, there's the standard lab core, you know, Quest labs do you do you rely on those to get to get serum levels for different vitamins or or minerals? how do you how do you go about that?
1: Yeah, so there are a few different ways you can do it. We do most commonly rely on LabCorp. Um, we actually have this incredible um, deal with LabCorp where we get negotiated co-op prices they call it so okay. with our for our clinic, when we order labs with them, like w- let's say for instance like vitamin D level, like they might charge us ten dollars for that and we extend that price to our patients directly we wow. don't upcharge that at all um and whereas like if you get a vitamin d level and LabCorp, you know charges your insurance for it they're gonna charge your insurance anywhere from like 50 to like 200 dollars for that test because right. they just come they just literally make it up and they're allowed to do that they just like come up with a price and then if your insurance doesn't cover it you're stuck with that bill yeah. for a test that literally can cost them like probably a, a like pennies to for them to actually make that test. Yeah. So it's very frustrating. The whole like testing environment is very frustrating and um for us it's so much easier for us to just offer these cash prices up front for these large panels for our patients they end up being like anywhere like $200 like for a huge panel that would normally, you know, their insurance would get charged like a couple thousand. So yeah, so that's kind of how we deal with um, labs for the most part to keep it as affordable as possible. We of course use specialty tests as well. Like if we, let's say like, you know, we suspect some nutrient deficiencies and we want to run like a NutriVal, that's like another um, uh, nutrient level test that goes a little bit deeper. It's done by Genova Diagnostics, which is like a functional medicine testing company that we use a lot. Um, or SpectraCell, you know, that's another company that we use sometimes. So depending on the situation and the budget of the patient, we might do that for nutrient testing.
0: Okay. Um, you've been involved in some clinical trials yourself, studying herbal treatments, and um, talk about that. What what herbal treatments were you studying? Which remedies and, and for what symptoms?
1: Yeah, so I worked with this company called Hilma. And they are pretty, I think they've gotten pretty big now. They're in different drug stores, like common drug stores. Um, and their main goal and mission is to replace the more kind of like toxic or, you know, chemical driven over the counter medications that people reach for for common ailments and replace them with herbal, clean you know, well-studied ingredient supplements. And so that's what we did. They actually used me as their principal investigator um, in these trials, which is kind of a fancy term, but (laughs) I didn't really do like as much as it sounds like, you know, like someone else came up with the trial, someone else wrote up the study, someone who does that for a living. I don't, Um, I'm a clinician, you know, I was really just there to kind of you know, check check it over, make sure everything looked good, like in the ingredients, make sure that if someone had a side effect or an adverse event, you know, I would kind of sign off on it in the trial and things like that. Um, so that's kind of like where my, my involvement was. I found it to be super interesting to see how the process went from, you know, having a product getting it studied and then coming up with this data at the end from these IRB approved trials. I mean, albeit they were kind of like smaller studies, like maybe 50 to 100 people. But still, I mean, having that data behind their products was huge. Like now they put that on their website and people really care about that. And so, yeah, they were studying over the counter herbs to replace medications. So for tension headaches, you know, usually reach for like a leave or excedrin, like instead, and instead you're going to go for, for one of these that has like curcumin and ginger and like those kinds of pain relieving herbs and in something for upset stomach, like instead of going for Pepto-Bismol, which is like, why is it so pink? Like, what is that? And like, you know, there's some weird stuff going on in there. Um, so yeah. So they came up with this, um, chewable, supplement that contains, you know, like degligenated licorice and ginger and like all these healing herbs for your gut. Um, and then the other one, um, and also it's like an Alka-Seltzer type as well. Like, um, if you have some kind of reflux too. And then the third one, um, was for immune system support. So instead of going for like emergency, for instance, again, like it's, it has these like, has like maybe dye or I'm not sure like, but there's some like fillers and things that are Undesirable in emergency, um, and so instead, like go for their clean version of that, which contains you know immune support, vitamin C um, from you know citrus fruits and 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 things that are just like a little bit more natural and still effective. And and they did find their products to be effective in the majority of the participants. Yeah. So that was super cool.
0: Yeah, sounds like it. Was there a lot of things you learned in those trials? Um, as in new information, or did you already come in there knowing, okay, well, we know turmeric is, you know, a a super supplement. Um, Were there things you learned there that you ended up using in your practice?
1: You know, I wouldn't say so. I think um, as as someone who's an experienced integrative and functional medicine provider, I mean, we already know that this stuff works. We don't need to be yeah. convinced of it. You know, I've seen it in my practice many times that you can that you can pain relieve and you can heal the gut and yeah. you can improve immunity, you know, through herbs and through natural um, support and nutrients. So it wasn't necessarily like I learned something new in that in like a clinical sense, but I did learn in terms of like operations of, of running a trial and, and that kind of stuff. I definitely learned a lot from that.
0: Yeah, yeah. What would you say to that person out there that's gone down the conventional road? Um, They've tried different remedies. It's not working. They're, they're entertaining the idea of trying the more holistic route in searching out a practitioner. What do you tell that person? Because that, that fork in the road can be overwhelming. I mean, it was for me when I first oh, yeah. started going down this journey. Um, it was absolutely overwhelming. And I heard nothing but pushback and and discouraging comments from, you know, the conventional side that I was slipping away from. Don't get me wrong. Conventional has its place. We're always going to need it. If, um, mm-hmm. you know, if I get banged up in a car wreck at three in the morning and someone has to put my spine back together, I can't call my acupuncturist. I mean, that's a no brainer. right? Um, you know, so there's there's definitely a place for, for that. And there's amazing people in that field doing things that are always going to be there and help us. But if somebody's trying to fork off into that more holistic journey, what are some things they can consider if they're just overwhelmed with the idea of trying it?
1: First of all, I just want to say there is hope. Um, You know, no one can give you a death sentence. No one can tell you that you're going to have XYZ illness forever, that this doesn't go away. That is just false. I mean, we see things, quote, radical remission of incurable illnesses all the time, you know, autoimmunity, thyroid issues, even cancer, you know, there is hope. And I know that it may not seem that way, especially if some conventional person that you know and trust and respect is telling you such. So then if that's the case, I would definitely advise you to try to find someone who gives you a different answer. Um, and I think that the environment has changed. Like I was talking about, you know, when I started med school versus now and like, I'm sure like when you first were sick versus now, you know, Mm -hmm. like when you were looking for a different type of uh, provider versus now, like there's just so many more people out there. There's so many more people speaking out that are like Instagram influencers or YouTube influencers or like, you know, MDs that are kind of like broken against the grain and they're very outspoken about it. Um, I think that that has changed tremendously from like maybe when we were first starting interested in this type of stuff versus now. So I think that the hope is like very much more apparent now, which I'm super happy about. Um, And um, I mean, even the name used to be called alternative medicine, like this type of a thing. Right. Yeah. Like 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 weird
0: stuff off to the side.
1: Yes. Right. Like it
0: was it was like the dark
1: (laughs) place you didn't
0: want to go don't go to one of those people right
1: yes yes and and that's <laughs> kind that's actually the environment I stepped into in my med school like the department was called like cam complementary and alternative medicine it the name was changed later but like that was the environment back then and it was like no it's not alternative like we are all working together. This is a team approach. You know, it's not one or the other. And I and that's why, like, being an MD in this environment, I think is it's really important. And like, I really felt obligated to get my MD, even though I was interested in the other path from the beginning. Yeah. Um, I really did because I just knew that the credibility would come from having that MD and knowing Absolutely. that information yeah. and being able to speak to the other things. You know, in an intelligent way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've heard yeah. that story where, uh, there was a, a gentleman who was an MD like yourself and was at a, some kind of conference and was talking about the benefits of, I don't know, CoQ10 or something. And, you know, he was getting pushed back from some of the doctors in the room and they said, uh, well, are you, are you a doctor? And he said, yes. And then they had nothing to say. <laughs> so you get to do that.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. something. Well, listen, um, I know we're running short on time here. So, um, you know, before we do- wrap up, Dr. Rafaja, can you tell us how people can find you?
1: Yeah, of course. The best way is through our website. It would be www.primehealthdenver.com. And we also have an Instagram, Prime Health Denver, one word. Um, and yeah, actually from our website or Instagram, you can, um, access our website and book a free phone consult. That's the best way to contact a human to, you know, someone from our team that can talk to you about what we do and whether, you know, working one-on-one or maybe joining one of our groups or, you know, something being a part of our community in some way would be beneficial to you. And we're, you know, we're taking patients all throughout Colorado. Um, we're not focusing on virtual practice in other states at this at this time. So if you're local to Colorado, then we would love to talk to you.
0: Awesome. Well, uh, this has been fun. I really appreciate you making the time to speak with us, Dr. Rafaja, and uh, hope you can join us again, because I know there's a lot of areas of practice that you've uh, kind of dived into. And uh, I'd love for you to be able to share that with us. So um, yeah, thanks. Great. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. And uh, that will do it for this edition of The Natural Man Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to us and check out our our other episodes. Thanks for being here. I'm Mike C. Stay healthy. This has been The Natural Man Podcast. Subscribe to our podcast for more episodes. Come
1: on a journey like no other, where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko.
0: And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, 4Kids Flashback.